Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Monday, July 12th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Call and make an appointment. Do it today. 317-849-2933. We're doing things a little bit different. We're going live via StreamYard on YouTube, on uh, Facebook, and on LinkedIn I don't know how this works. It's been recommended to me. I said, hey, what the hell? We try things. Do things. You want to learn something, you have to do it, right? So this is what we're doing. We're live. You can comment if you like. I believe I will see the comments. This is what I have been told. We're hoping for the best. We don't fear anything. I usually fear the worst, not with this. What can go wrong? What can possibly go wrong? Let's talk about sports. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Make sure you ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. Uh, I spent some time this morning during breakfast with Ken talking about the Colts running backs issues. They got a great running backs room. All right. Jonathan Taylor is terrific. A great second half last year, especially the last six weeks. He was really, really good. Good yards after contact. They've got Naheem Hines. He's a great gadget guy. You can use him in a number of ways. He's kind of like uh, Darren Sproles. They've got Jonathan Wilkins. We'll see if he makes the roster, right? This is a crowded room. He's done good work for the Colts during his first couple of seasons with the horseshoes. And then you've got two other parts of this that are kind of different for the Colts. That's Marlon Mack, who's coming off the Achilles injury. Is he going to be able to come back as the explosive guy that we saw gain more than 1,000 yards in 2019? Or is he going to be just a skosh less? than what he was. And if he's a skosh less, that could be the difference between making a lot of money as a running back and going to work at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, right? That's kind of the difference for between really explosive and, hey, I'm coming off an Achilles tear and maybe I'm still a little bit explosive, but not so much. We don't know what Marlon Mack's going to be, assuming that he's going to be back at 100% of what he was before he was hurt. 
is just foolishness. Talk about living in hope and dying in desperation. That's what that is. The second part of the equation that's really, really interesting is Carson Wentz. Because Carson Wentz is a guy who can run with the football. Over the course of his five-year career, he has averaged better than 200 yards per season running the football. And last year for the Eagles, he picked up 25 first downs in just 12 games. Conversely, Phillip Rivers picked up no first downs and ran for negative eight yards. So for a team that has that ran last year for right around 2,000 yards, you're picking up a net 200 with Carson Wentz before you do anything else. You're also picking up whatever Marlon Mack can do, and we'll see what that is. Does that frighten defenses in the measure that a guy like Derrick Henry of the Titans does? No, it doesn't. Derrick Henry is a guy you give the ball to over and over and over again. Did you know that last year Derrick Henry, in yards after contact, more than 1,000 yards? That's more than 1,000 yards, not from scrimmage. He was over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. But 3.1 yards per carry after contact for a total of more than 1,000 yards. That's a guy who scares the hell out of you. Right, Jonathan Taylor's terrific. Marlon McAfee's healthy is going to be terrific. Naheem Hines is a wonderful tool for that offense and for Frank Reich. But you don't know what these guys are going to be. Can Jonathan Taylor do it for an entire season? We saw that he could do it for six weeks, and he really got rolling. Week 17 was unbelievable for Jonathan Taylor. Really, really good. One of the all-time great rushing performances in NFL history. But does that mean that the Colts are going to be able to rely on running the football as kind of their their modus operandi, their uh, sort of fingerprint offensively, or are they going to have to throw it? If they have to throw it, I think they got problems because they don't have a receiving core that is diverse enough or talented enough to be able to really cause defenses problems. T.Y. Hilton, getting older, right? Michael Pittman, you, you can't count your chickens before they hatch. We don't know what Michael Pittman's going to be this coming year. He showed promise as a rookie. We don't know what Zach Pascal's going to be this coming year. We don't know whether Paris Campbell can stay healthy for more than a couple of games at a time. There are a lot of question marks. And as we're just two and a half weeks away from training camp opening at Grand Park, you know what? I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. What I'm trying to be is a realist and saying, you know what? This is not a Super Bowl roster as it is currently constituted. We don't know whether Carson Wentz is going to be the Carson Wentz from 17 or the slightly reduced Carson Wentz of 2018 and 2019. Or, you know what? One of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL in 2020. We don't know what the cause of that was. The Colts, they believe it was the offensive line and the weaponry that Carson Wentz was throwing to. That's what they believe. I hope they're right. Because if they're not, the Colts have got problems. Let's talk about the Pacers for a few minutes. Um, Pacers, they draft 13th. And that 13th draft pick is going to be instrumental for the Pacers as to how they're able to compete moving forward. Look at what's happened. And, and we moan and cry and whine all the time about Kevin Pritchard and his drafts, okay? Goga Batadza really hasn't been uh, dynamic on either end 
to this point. Aaron Holiday has been an ill fit. We know that. Last year, they dealt the first-round pick for Malcolm Brogdon. So you you and and prior to that it was TJ Leaf. Ay ay ay. That was not a good draft pick, but those were draft picks. Like Leaf was 17th, Batadza was 18th, Aaron Holiday sandwiched between those two draft picks was 23rd. When the Pacers have drafted a little bit earlier, 10th, they got Paul George. 11th, they got Miles Turner. 13th, look what's happened with the 13th overall pick over the last uh, six years. All right, in 2015, Devin Booker. That's pretty good. We like Devin Booker. If the Pacers could go out and get a guy like Devin Booker with the 13th overall pick this year, that would be great. Devin Booker was good as a rookie, 13 points per game, right? And since then has really become one of the more dynamic players in the NBA. Two years after Devin Booker was selected with that fifth or 13th overall pick, Donovan Mitchell goes to the Utah Jazz. He came out as a rookie and played really, really good basketball, averaging 20 points a game, and then has developed since into the best player on the team in the NBA with the best overall regular season winning percentage. Nice. Utah, nice. If, if Michael Connolly had been healthy, you know what? Who knows? We might be watching the Utah Jazz play in the NBA Finals and be up 2-1 over the Milwaukee Bucks. How about the Milwaukee Bucks? Giannis Antetokounmpo. All right, Giannis, what did he do? He was taking 15th in 2013. All right, so the neighborhood where the Pacers are drafting, you got to get a great player. I don't know if he's got to produce immediately for this team, but you got to get somebody who is a rookie is going to push guys to work a little bit harder, and then – you got to have a guy who in year two, year three, year four really develops into one of the NBA's best players. If you can do that this year, if there's a guy at 13 with whom you can do that, do it. And if you can't, trade out of it. Go pick up more draft picks down the road other years. You're returning what? Like you're, you're returning your entire starting five, or at least they're under contract at this point. You're returning some guys off the bench. You're probably going to have the cap space to be able to re-sign T.J. McConnell. I don't know if you can go get Dougie McBuckets or not, but you're at least going to be able to go get McConnell and return whatever this was supposed to be in 2020, 2021. You're going to be able to roll it back and hopefully healthy. Hopefully T.J. Warren's going to be healthy. Hopefully, Miles Turner's going to be healthy. And as we return to a more traditional schedule in the NBA where you're not playing every other day, you're playing every third day or so, things could click. And all of a sudden, you got the pieces in place to take a leap from what they do 34 and 38, and you add 10, 10 games, maybe. You, you wind up kind of inverting that, going four games over 500, 48 and 44. That'd be all right. But I think that this is a 50-win team if you got healthy guys. I think it's a 50-win team, regardless of who's 13th. But you got to make sure that with that 13th pick, either you go get a guy who's going to be able to play for you at a high level for the next seven years minimum, or you deal out of that pick And you make sure in subsequent years where that 13th pick is going to be a guy, perhaps, potentially, like Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell, you go get that guy. 
All right. There you go. Uh, youth sports cranking up, right? You got soccer tournaments everywhere. You got basketball everywhere. You have some football uh, going on. You, you've got other things, uh, individual sports as well. You've even got some hockey tournaments, indoor, obviously indoor hockey tournaments. Here's a tip for sports parents, not the kids. All right, kids always figure out how to have fun playing a game. Here are some tips for sports parents to enhance your enjoyment of what should be a very enjoyable time for you as a parent, okay? That is your job. You should be focused not upon the development of your son or daughter as a player and as an athlete. That's not your job. That's the kid's job. And in order to focus on a kid and have the kid focus on his or her development, here are four things, five things that you can do to set yourself up to enjoy this so you don't spend all your time yelling at your kid. Uh, Number one, shut up in the car. You're going to give your kid rides. No matter how old the kid is, you're going to give the kid rides to and from the gym, to and from practice, to and from tournaments, to and from events. On the way home, what parents tend to do is say, you know what, you know uh, how you could have been better. You could have been better. You, you overdribbled. And I don't know what you're doing passing the ball to Jake. Because when you pass the ball to Jake, you're passing up an opportunity for yourself to score. And if you're passing up an opportunity for yourself to score, what good does that do? You're a good shooter. Shoot the ball. Okay? What are you doing bunting? Why are you bunting? Coach told you to bunt. The hell with that. You're a dynamic hitter. You can hit the ball with power. Hit the ball with power. Show people what you can do with your bat. You know what I mean? This is terrible. This is the worst part of sports parenting for the kids. And they don't listen to you anyway. So talk to yourself during the game. Get it out of your system. Find a way to vent out of earshot of your kid. So number one, you don't explode. And number two, your kid in the back seat isn't uh, a victim of your wisdom. Number two, support your child's teammates. It's not just about your kid. If you're wearing a shirt that has your kid's name on the back, you know, Ryan's mom, number 30's mom, number 30, the fourth ranked player in the class of 2026, mom, stop it. It's not about you and it's not about your kid. It's about the team and it's about your kid's Ability to function as a member of that team. That's what you have to do in life. That's how you succeed in life. You come together like this as as, um, kind of apostles of a common theme and common belief, and off you go in business to try to execute toward that belief and toward the success that can come from that belief as a collective. Unless your kid can go out and start his own business and own it, then it's cool. Then people are just widgets to your kid. They're irrep- or interchangeable. And you can uh, your kid can do whatever the world he wants because he owns. If you own, you get to make the rules. But what you get to learn from team sports in particular is how a group can come together to be greater than the sum of its parts. That's the beauty of sports. And if you get that and you support that, your kid is much more likely to own that and and develop 
a similar mindset in philosophy that will benefit him or her down the road. Number three, and that, just like I said, understand what the end game is. It's learning how to function as a member of a team and work toward a goal. That's what it is. That's what you do. We're here to win a tournament. We're here to get better. This is an improvement session, right? Pat Mullen, who coached my son's youth basketball team, or coached my son in youth basketball, a terrific team, wonderful team, guys who really cared about each other, parents who cared about each other. He called them improvement sessions. They were practices, but they're improved. We're here. What are we here to do? Practice? No, we're here to improve. Okay, I like it. Uh, Constantly remind yourself that you're not playing and that the result of the game really doesn't make a damn bit of difference. Relax. Take a deep breath. Watch. And don't become so heavily invested in the result. Every single shot my son took. Hell, if I went to a game today, so I know I'm preaching to me as much as I am to anybody else. I lived and died with every shot. Three-pointer went in. Life was good. Life was glorious. Three-pointer rimmed out. Oh, my God. Almighty, make it stop. Please. How can you miss a foul shot? You take 500 foul shots a day. You should be making 97% of your foul shots. How do you miss three in a row late in a game? It's not you. It's the kid. At the end of the game, like I said, instead of doing this, how do you miss those shots? Buy your kid an ice cream cone. Buy your kid a milkshake, for God's sake. Be a human being. All right. Uh, And choose a team based on parents. If your kid is asked to join a team, try to go see that team play if you can, if they're together. Go see the team and don't pay attention to the kids nearly as much as you pay attention to the parents. Because if your kid becomes a member of that team, this becomes your family, like an extended family. Going to go to Vegas together. You're going to go to Florida together. You're going to go to Houston, Lubbock, Dallas, Phoenix. You're going to travel with these people nonstop, maybe for years. So make sure that you're not getting involved with a bunch of wing nuts. If you're part of the process of selecting families for the team your kid's going to play on, select the parents always and forever. If the kid's a great player, Kid's a great player. If kid's a good player, that's fine too. Kid's mediocre, that's fine. If the parents are jerks, you're in for a long summer, fall, winter, and spring, baby. You don't want jerk parents. So select the team based upon the quality of the parents, not the quality of the play of the kids. There you go. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow. I can't wait to talk to you then. In the meantime, think about who Moses Moody, man. I love Moses Moody. Out of Arkansas, he was a freshman last year. He was terrific. We got to spend some time with him via Zoom. Uh, The media did after Moses Moody worked out and Kai Jones worked out. They had that workout. The two worked together. Kai Jones, I got to tell you, he was a little like a kid, which is what he is, right? Went to Texas for a year. He's a kid. Moses Moody is a kid too, but he didn't think like a kid and he didn't talk like a kid. He thinks and talks like an adult. Who would you take? Do you take the kid with this upside? Do you take the adult with Moses Moody's got a lot of upside too. And he has an understanding that basketball is a team game. Love Moses Moody. Does he have the length? Yes. Does he have the ability to become a 25 point a game score to become the guy on this team? I don't know. That's up for Kevin Pritchard to decide. But I, as a guy, 
Boy, does he embody, or at least in that Zoom call he did, embody the traits of a, a terrific teammate, a terrific representative of a franchise and community, and a guy who we saw, if you saw Indiana play against Arkansas this past year or saw, saw Arkansas at all, for Musselman, Musselman, a hell of a coach, and uh, Moses Moody, a big part of their success. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Breakfast with Kent. I think this went well. Although I don't think that I have – oh, there are comments. Let's see. I don't even know. Oh, there we go. All right. Um, yeah, show. Let's see. Uh, we'll answer comments. I didn't know you had to do this as you went. This is my fault. We learn as we go. That's what we do. So let's talk about this stuff. LOL, Pascal has had over 600 yards with two different quarterbacks. I think we know what he will be. Look, I'm not looking for Zach Pascal to be a 600 receiving yard guy. What the Colts need is a 1,200 receiving yard guy. Can that be Michael Pittman Jr.? Or is that maybe going to be Zach Pascal? Yes, this will be a third starting quarterback in a third year. Can Zach Pascal? You can find guys who are going to catch 600 receiving yards worth of passes. Those guys are everywhere. Can Zach Pascal be a guy who elevates and and who takes a step up toward that thousand yard mark? That's the thing. Um, who's your proud? You need to have this conversation with LeBron. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't know what kind of example was set for LeBron. His his behavior with while his son plays troubles me, to be honest. But who am I to? I mean, you know, I'll tell you this. Here's the difference, and I've talked about this before. Um, my son played same high school class as uh, uh, Jeffrey Jordan, and Michael came to a tournament down in Louisville to see his son play, and my son played in the swing game between two the two Jordan kids games. And what Michael did was he sat in the end zone, end zone bleacher down in Louisville, and he ate ice cream. Had a security guy next to him, and he ate ice cream. And I never saw him get anxious, not once, with either of his kids. That is how you're a sports parent. This jumping up and down and, and raving about your kid, I don't understand it, to be honest. Um, we need a break. We all need a break. Do, do we? We've kind of got a break, right? It's July. Oh, we need a break in terms of the draft. Time to get lucky. Yes, yes, yes. Pacers. You know what they need? You create your own breaks. Ryan Carr and Kevin Pritchard and Chad Buchanan have got to create their own breaks by uncovering who the next Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell are going to be. Uh, great parental advice. Over my last 30 years of calling games, I've gotten really tired of parents coaching from the stands. I never saw my friend friend Stan Howard do that. Stan does not coach. But you know what? Stan, for being the nicest guy in the history of the world, a wonderful human being. I love Stan Howard. Very competitive guy and, and a, a, a really good athlete as well. Love Stan. And, and getting to know he and Linda – a lot of the kids, including Matt, as one of my son's teammates, uh, was just an absolute joy for the three summers they played together on the Speed Central Stars. Just absolutely wonderful. And I'll tell you, my son would be a really, really good youth sports coach. He'd be terrific. But he coached sixth graders, and the parents were absolute tools. The worst. 
didn't know what they were talking about and all they did was complain and they drove him out of it. I'm getting, you know what? We're all guilty. I was guilty as hell. I did. This is what I did with my son. All right. We're driving. I thought, boy, I got to figure this out because I've got to tell him what I know because nobody's watching Ryan like I am. So I did three uh, praise things. I praised him about three specific things. And then I'd come with the two corrections. So I gave myself permission to correct him twice by giving him three compliments. I was deranged. I don't, um, I don't recommend what I did. Uh, Van Pasterman says, uh, as parents, just be parents and fans of the team. Your kids have coaches already. Don't embarrass your kids. <laughs> Uplift them. That's for sure. I yelled at my kids' coach once at Loyola of, of Chicago, uh, Jim Weitzel. Um, Loyola was beating the living hell out of some D3 team over the holidays, and we made the drive up to Chicago. And you didn't really get to see your kid because game days are really, like, planned out. And, you know, he, he's away, so you can't really see him. And, uh, I don't know, Loyola is up by 60, about 12 minutes left in the game. And with every passing second that he didn't look like he wanted to put Ryan in, I got madder and madder and madder. I just started yelling. You know, oh, you got your foot on their throats now, Weitzel. You're beating them into oblivion. You can blah, 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 blah. I just kept yelling and yelling and yelling, and people on the bench are laughing. And and I think this is just terrible. Could I please just shut up for a minute? Jim Weitzel was a nice guy. He had a plan. He didn't need me screaming at him. And I was, I, I wouldn't, it wasn't like muttering under my breath. This was in a mostly empty gym because the students were on break. I'm screaming my head off, screaming at Weitzel. Terrible. Don't do that. Um, hilarious in some ways, but not so much. Who's uh, <laughs> your proud? Marion won't rent cars. He's smart enough to be in an AMC, I hope. Uh, John Wayne Buzzard, Pacers trying to get the same thing going. Excitement-wise with Carlisle uh, higher. Now they need to learn to draft. You know, uh, why anybody would be overly excited with the Carlisle hire, I don't understand. I think it's good hire. I'm happy with the hire. But he hadn't been to the second round of the playoffs since 2011 with, you know, uh, with Luka Doncic. And, uh, I mean, a lot of really good players, right? Hadn't been to the second round since 2011. Um and the biggest thing with the Colts is excitement going into the season. Top-end success could be big. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so there you go. And uh, tomorrow, I'll actually I'll hit these in real time so they pop up on the screen and we can all see them. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes, it would. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Breakfast with Ken. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.